0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Good evening, Browns fans, and welcome to OBR Weekly. My name is Barry McBride. I'm publisher of the OBR, and I'll be attempting to host this evening as we talk with the legend uh, currently a black box on my screen I don't know about your screen uh, But uh, we will talk with the legend Mr. Freddie Greetham There he is Hey Freddie, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good Your, your screen was black too I, So I don't know It's strange
1: I, it, it, It's all magic You know, to me This whole Twitch thing uh, I just go into a certain site and turn it on And it's supposed to work and uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but as usual, as Fred knows, uh, I have done crappy preparation for this show. Uh, so we are very, very dependent on you in the chat room to offer us questions uh, and comments to make the show interesting. Uh, if you count on me to make the show interesting, that that simply doesn't happen.
0: Um, Why don't, don't you? Just, that's a given, Barry. Why don't you just say? That you have stuff prepared, but we're hoping you guys can can do better instead of admitting instead that of my you long didn't. Do, yeah, I mean, you're just you're just you're kind of reiterating the given. You know, we know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is a given it.
1: that I do crappy preparation for this show, and I rely on people to bail me out. So please bail me out. Um, at any rate, we do have news today uh we uh, uh have a little item um uh this uh quarterback uh baker mayfield got traded uh former number 1 pick in 2018 with an up and down career uh following that time uh apparently in 2021 the browns front office decided it was more than just the injuries that were the problem uh with baker mayfield and so now he's gone, traded for a fifth-round pick that becomes a fourth-rounder if he plays 70% more of the offensive snaps. And he is now the latest reclamation project for the Carolina Panthers. So, Fred, you know, let's just start off with, you know, the return that the Browns got, right? The Panthers pay $5 million of his salary. Baker agreed to play for $3.5 less. And they got a fourth, you know, maybe fifth, we'll see, um, draft pick uh, from the Panthers. Um, are you happy with that at this point in time?
0: Well, I was a little surprised, you know, that, that they did it right now. They've held out this long since the draft. Um, you know, a little bit information that, you know, that Mayfield was willing to um, bet on himself again. I mean, that's not a surprise. But if he was willing to waive or cut off 3.5 million to get the deal done, because my understanding was when they were talking during the draft, the Browns would—they didn't want to, you know, do 13 or 14 or 15 million of the 18, and and they came with this compromise. You know, the Panthers said they'd only do five million, Browns wanted to do 10 and Mayfield came down 3.5 million to get it done. I think he was getting antsy. He's sitting there knowing that he's not going to even be playing this year. If he isn't get to a team before training camp. And I think, you know, he's cocky enough to bet on himself to say, well, I'm better than Sam Darnold and, and I'll, I'll be the starter and I'll show him, and I'll make my money back with the incentives. So I was just a little surprised from the Browns' end. You still haven't got the conclusion to the Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm the one still saying he's a better option than anything that you had. And obviously, they agreed with the masses that they couldn't bring him back to play, even if Watson's gone. Or they know something about the Watson deal that none of us know, that it might not be as bad as they were or everybody's hearing that it will be. I don't I don't know. I don't think they would really know because I don't think the judge is going to call them and tell them, you know, hey, I'm going to give you a heads up so you can go ahead and trade Baker Mayfield. I think they just determine that they're better off with Jacoby Brissett than Baker Mayfield for whatever span of games it is, you know, because I think it's a big roll of the dice. I mean, they have really you know, looking at this thing, they have really, really went out on the ledge. Not only now is their, you know, their 2022 season is in the balance, in my opinion. You cannot say that the 2022 season that you have a legit a legitimate shot to go to the Super Bowl if Jacoby Brissett's your quarterback. I don't care who you are. You can be the most ardent Browns fan. And and that's, that's what it is if it's a year suspension for Watson. Even if you say it's worth it, knowing to get him out this year, whatever, to have him next year and beyond, you're throwing away the 2022 season, in my opinion, unless there's just something unforeseen out there. Um, so that's kind of where they're at. Those were the two big questions hanging over the team. One is alleviated, as I wrote in my column. And the other one is how long, and that's probably obviously the Browns this season hangs in the balance of what Judge Sue Robinson comes up with, and then ultimately the NFL. So I wrote a column. When you step back and look at what Mayfield did, you know, he did a great job for the Browns, really. I mean, he didn't take them to the Super Bowl, but he only played four years, and he's already the. Th- third all time leading passer in the franchise history and fourth in touchdown passes. And he would have easily passed Sipe and Kozar and moved to number one. If he would have been around another three years. So, you know, it shows you how bad the quarterbacks have been since 99 or even since the beginning of the nineties, to be honest, since Bernie Kozar. So I think he deserves credit. He also deserves some of the blame the way this all went down is because his attitude and the way he, you know, threw the coach under the bus on play calling last year. I think that's under the radar that, you know, the coach might never say that, but you call him out a couple of times. I I don't know if that sits well long-term. And I think they made the decision we're going to move on from him and, When they went after Watson, that put everything into view. And I agreed with the move as far as to try to upgrade the quarterback position, but not move on from your quarterback that you have until you have a better option. They felt and feel that Deshaun Watson is a much better option than Baker Mayfield on the field. I don't know about everything else that's going on, if they envisioned this, or if they envisioned that when the criminal... There was no criminal indictments that they were free and clear other than get a little uh, bad PR and press for a while. But when they went on the field with this quarterback, everybody would forget it. I still think that will be true. But the question is, if this lingers all season or the majority of the season to the point where there's no return on the 2022 season, there might be a little remorse, you know, at least from the fans' standpoint. You're muted. Yeah, my dog's
1: barking. Um, Ram asked a question. Baker is gone. What's the current status of Watson? Do we have any updates You know, on that subject, Fred? Um, I haven't heard of anything this week. We're not expecting anything because the legal teams have a week to file briefs to Judge Sue Robinson. Uh, I believe that they're due on the 11th next Monday. Uh, So I would expect that uh, you've got a bunch of legal teams doing working overtime uh, right now, getting those ready, and uh, that uh, we shouldn't hear anything until sometime next week. Is that your understanding, Fred?
2: Selling a little or a lot.
0: Well, it's kind of like a term paper in high school or college. When do you turn it in? The day it's due, right? Mm -hmm. Those papers are due Monday, June, July 11th. Now they could turn them. They might've already turned them in by now and she could make a ruling anytime, but we assume that they're going to take it up until Monday to turn it in. And then after that, you don't know, is she going to take a day? Is She already made up her mind. Is she going to take a week? Is she going to take two weeks? Who knows? I mean, even Monday, say they turn it in Monday. That's two weeks from the beginning of training camp, you know, so. The Browns, I think, are are hoping that there's a decision very soon, you know, next week. I think most people reasonably would expect next week, you know, that even if they turn them in Monday, that. She's got to have something in her mind after hearing all this where she stands. Um, the question just is, what, what is the outcome? I think anybody that, you know, as, as in the newswire, you put all their opinions every day, anybody that says they know anything, you know, is lying because this could actually go from zero to indefinite, you know, a year or longer, because the only out for the NFL or the Browns is if she says no suspension, then the NFL has no say. But if she said one game or two games or four games, the NFL then can, it goes back to Goodell's office and they can make it whatever they want. If they really wanted an indefinite full year, they can do it. So I think most people are hoping, you know, the tune of pro football talk who kind of did an about face who really, I think, really was asking for the death penalty with Watson and really is not a big fan. He's turned around his opinion because of the people he's talking to seemingly that it would be lighter than what most were expecting originally. The trump card is the NFL. Will they stand by the ruling if she says six games, eight games, or will they they use their um, option to to take it indefinite or for the full year. And that's a big gamble, you know, for the Browns, that if she does six, eight games, they could settle it. But, you know, I don't think they want to settle unless they know it's going to be a bad outcome. So I think that they're optimistic, but it's it's hard to say. I doubt if the Browns know anything. You know, some people said to me, well, maybe they know it's going to be a favorable outcome. That's why they moved on from Baker today. but. After today's move, I assume that they decided they're just not bringing Mayfield back no matter what. They may have made that decision a long time ago, but this trade they could have done next week, I think. I mean, oh, unless Carolina said put up or shut up, we're not doing it. But to to get a fifth round pick, maybe as high as a fourth round pick, when you saw what guys like Carson Wentz got, you know, in in trades, that's just hard for me to believe that they couldn't have got more down the road holding out at this point. You know, somebody gets hurt in training camp. We're only two weeks away from training camp. I think the price would have went up. I think he'll do well. I think that, you know, he'll have a bounce back year. He's had every other year, a, a, a bounce back year. He doesn't have the weapons down there that he had with the Browns. And a lot of people think that he plays best when he has a, a great supporting cast, but you know, the injury did affect him. I think that he will do well and it will really be look bad. More so to the Browns is if he opens the season beating the Browns and then he has a good year and Deshaun Watson doesn't play all year and the Browns miss the playoffs for the second year in a row. Then it really looks bad. This would be a long range trade then hoping for something in 2023 or beyond. But that's a big gamble. Cause you got these guys right now in the prime of their career. And that's one more year of them not having a, a star quarterback and another year of Watson sitting on the sideline. He would be three years out of football by the time he played. If he gets, you know, suspended for this season.
1: Yeah. Um, let, let me throw some hypotheticals at you. Um, Let's say that Robinson comes back with an eight-game suspension for uh, Watson. If you're the NFL, would you rather just sort of accept that and get this out of the way, or would you want to extend that uh, because of the, the various PR benefits on it, maybe some moral outrage, I don't know, uh, that, the, that the NFL has? Uh, and then face a lawsuit from the NFLPA, right? And drag this thing out forever and ever and ever. Do you think that the NFL would just sort of say, an eight-game suspension, just sort of say, okay, that's good enough. Uh, Independent disciplinary officer made her decision. Let's just go with that.
0: I would think so. um, Because, first of all, it's her first ruling. If, okay, if... She says six games, eight games, and then they said, wait, wait, wait. We're throwing that out, and we're going to do our own thing. Then this has been a total waste of everybody's time. Not only, you know, the, the, the court proceedings, what well, was it all last week, basically three days, but it took, a, and all this waiting now for two weeks, nothing's got done. It was a total waste of time. And I think the players would say, what what good does it do to have an arbitrator if you're going to end up doing the same thing anyway? That's why I think they would go with her ruling. Um, But she still could do a whole year or more. She might agree with the NFL. And so somebody leaked out they wanted an indefinite suspension. And somebody said there was also leaks from connected sources that said the NFL would not appeal if it was six to eight. And And then you got the refutation that they wouldn't, you know, be happy with that. So that's the risk you take is if you settle for six, eight games, if you're Watson, and then it comes out that it's an indefinite suspension, then, then obviously you should have taken it. But no, I, I think that, I think they'll go with a ruling just from the optics of it, because it like I, for what I just stated, you know, is a total waste of time to have an arbitrator who you don't go with. You go right back to the way it started. So I think that they really need to go with what she has to say. And, uh, <laughs> and so it would be, I think the NFL put those things out there like a indefinite so they could say, Oh man, we really wanted an indefinite full year, but Hey, she said six games we're going to go with that. When they've said they want that, they really can do that. You know, they can say, okay, yep. Thanks for the sixth game, but we're going to do a year. You know, so I just think they want it out of the way. They don't want people talking about it. I mean, obviously right off the bat now, the Browns are going to play the Panthers first game of the year. I don't know. I think they'd, they'd almost be rather having Watson playing than Mayfield or, I mean, uh, Brissett, because then you're talking about, you know, the Browns traded Mayfield and now Watson sitting on the sidelines and all that. So, you know, I think the NFL wants it behind them. And I don't think they want to drag this out a year from now. We're talking about the same thing. Um, I think that they get this, whatever comes down, I think they'll go try to get everything settled on these lawsuits and get it all behind them. Um, It's kind of ironic to me that there was nothing criminal, no indictment. And the most of these suits said they weren't in it for the money, but obviously if you settle, it means you're kind of in it for the money. Doesn't it? So I guess there's four that still are holding out. So that's all they can get is money so I don't know I don't know what you know what what else will come out of this but I don't think they want to revisit this hand down a suspension and then after the lawsuits next year say oh there's more to this we want to do this now kind of like a double jeopardy. I, I think one of the reasons they waited till the 30th of June because that's when all the discoveries as I understand, or facts had to be presented, so I think all that's in now. So there's really no reason they just can't get this over with. I do think the NFL wanted to settle. What I heard, but Watsons didn't want to take what they were offering. So we'll see. Hopefully, this arbitrator, you know, doesn't doesn't kill the Brown season.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's talk about. Uh, another hypothetical. Let's, let's say that Robinson gives uh, Watson a penalty that's eight games of war, right? So eight to 12 games, let's say. Do you, if you're the Browns, like, like you said earlier, uh, that's almost like saying, okay, well, this season's dead, you know, with Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, not a lot of fans are going to sit in a lot of seats. Uh, if there's no hope that this team can make a playoff run. Um, do you go out and get, as uh, red leader suggests here, uh, someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo uh, or someone who could replace Brissett, Or do you get someone who would sit between Brissett and Dobbs on the depth chart, right? So how do you approach the quarterback room if you're down Watson, Watson, you know, 10 games, uh, next year. Uh, what is the next move?
0: Yeah. I don't know where the, where the line is. Six games I think was Brissett. eight games. I think with Brissett. Now you get above that. I don't know if you're willing to, because 10 games now you're, you're pushing, you know, 60% of the season. And so your, your fate could be settled, sealed by then. Uh, I think if it's a season long, then you maybe try to make the trade that the Panthers just made. I mean, if you could get Garoppolo for a conditional fifth round pick or something like that, and get them to eat some of the sour, use the eight million you just saved, you know, to apply towards his, then maybe you do that. Unless you don't think Garoppolo is any better than Brissette. You know, I don't know what the Browns are thinking. I'm thinking they must feel the way they have the offense set up, Brissett's better than Mayfield would be because they've already kind of changed things to be more of a running mobile system and so forth. So, you know, that really confounds the thing. But I don't know what other options are out there. He's like about the only man left standing. And it seemed like you ought to be able to – they don't have a lot of leverage either. That you, if you could make a trade kind of in reverse of what you did in Mayfield, just take him, get absorb a little of the salary, you know, and not give up much. Yeah, puts you in a better position. Um, I don't know if you do that ten games. I guess you, I guess you do, um, but it really comes down to their feelings on Brissette. They have everybody ranked, and if they have Garoppolo way ahead of Brissette and it's worth so many games, they, they make the move. If they think they're not that big of a difference, they don't make the move. I may feel, I would think is better than Garoppolo in my opinion. And they weren't willing to, you know, they were just willing to move on for the sake of moving on in my opinion, because I think you could have even got more for him waiting of even a month because, now teams are looking at what they had. They're more desperate and so forth. Injuries occur and so forth. But that's that's a million-dollar question is what's too much. And it'll probably be that. It'll probably be like 10 games or 12 games, just enough to screw your season. You know, even six or eight, we thought originally when the trade was made, it would be about six, maybe even appeal it down to four. Now everybody's thinking it's more in the 10, 12, you know, range. But, you know, I think the NFL Players Association will appeal or sue if they give him that much because they're going to say, like one of the guys said, you know, um, Kraft got nothing. You know, did, you know, same type things. The owners, you know, are doing things that, Aren't personal conduct policy approved, and they're supposed to be at a higher level, you know, than what the players are. And I think that's another reason the NFL wants to get this settled behind them because they don't like you looking under the rug, you know. Even with this, with the Washington thing, I think with the Gruden situation, there were some things coming out in emails that implicated Washington more, and they're like trying to get things you know settled there because there's a lot of a lot of skeletons in the closet with with the NFL. I I just think that they want to get this behind them but they also are trying not to tarnish the reputation. And what that means to me is they just don't want everybody criticizing them that they were too soft or they didn't think um You know, kind of like in the Ray Rice. Oh, that's terrible. Only gave the guy four games or whatever because they had video of him kicking somebody. But the testimony, according to Florio, even with Watson, was they didn't bring up anything about violence or assault or anything that automatically, you know, hits those six games. So it's all over the place. I'm just not smart enough legally at all to to know what it's going to land on. But the original question, who knows?
1: Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, originally when we started out, the reference point we had was Ben Rothisberger, who got like four games, right? And now the NFL is coming out saying we want an indefinite suspension, including this year. And uh, we're playing a different game these days, it appears. Well,
0: times <laughs> have changed, yeah. yeah times they- have changed, and it's more of the Me Too movement and all this stuff in recent years on higher you know, more uh, penalties for these things. But I think Roethlisberger, even though he wasn't indicted, I think he was charged with a little more serious than what some of the things that they charged Watson with on force and things like that. So
1: he was, and, you know, we're not here to sort of uh, wait, you know, moral outrages and and things like that. Uh, We're just here to talk football uh, speaking of which, here's a question from Fumble13. He says, now that Baker and Carol- is in Carolina, do you think Seattle puts possibly trades for Sam Darnold and hands the job to ba- Baker Mayfield? And that's not what we're hearing from Carolina. What we're hearing in Carolina is there's going to be a quarterback competition uh, between Darnold and Mayfield, to uh, reclamation projects uh, going at it. But uh, we also have Fumble saying – Uh, If Darnold does go to Seattle, it would guarantee 70% playing time for Baker so we get a better draft pick. So I guess we should root for Darnold to wind up in Seattle at this point based on that logic. Um, Let's go with a uh, Dadbot Angler. Dadbot Angler says, Do the Browns now finally make a move at defensive tackle or are they content as is? this with the additional salary cap space now that uh, they're not going to eat the whole 18 million of Baker's salary. So do you think the Browns go out and spend a little bit of this money, or do you think they save it to roll it over next year, Fred?
0: Well, who are they going to spend it on? I mean, I don't think there's much available. I mean, you have the one-year wonders. You know, there's a bunch of them Malik Jackson types out there. Um I think they're going to go with what they got. They they reiterated that they're expecting big things out of Jordan Elliott. Um, now, I haven't seen much in the first two years, but I don't watch the film and the tape and all the stuff the coaches do. And they seem to have cleared the way for him. You would have thought he would have pushed Malik McDowell last year some, especially after the season when you when, – you know, it's like, well, we weren't really getting that much out of the defensive tackles anyway, so I don't know why you wouldn't have put, put him in, but yeah, it's going to be his opportunity. I think what you're going to see is Elliot and the guy they brought in, Taven Bryan, and then brought in Perry and Winfrey, if he can come up to speed, and uh, Sheldon Day and Tommy Togi. Those are the five guys the defensive line coach mentioned when we talked to him or Joe Woods, one of the two. Anyway, those are the five guys I would zero in on because that's who he mentioned. And and if in training camp they see, we got to do better here. I don't know the list. I do know, you know, Akeem Hicks was the guy that was sitting out there forever, and then he signed finally. There's got to be, you know, a few of those guys out there, or there might even be somebody you could trade for. But I think they're gonna they're gonna see what they got. I don't think they're in any hurry and feel that defensive tackle is that high a priority. I think they feel that the defensive ends with Clowney now, he can play inside. As long as they got the outside rush, they they have the the guys, you know, in, in the linebacker to to fill those and make the play. So I don't know whether I agree with it or not, but I just don't think they feel they have to get big name defensive tackles in this defense. They put their money into the defensive ends and the cornerbacks and safeties and even you know now with JOK linebacker and Phillips healthy I think they're ready to see what they have there.
1: Yeah there continue to be little uh, rumors out there. Nothing that I'm taking too seriously on in Indomitian Sioux. Um, but, Sue, at this point in his career, is, I wouldn't exactly call him a role player, but he's not going to play a lot of snaps. And if uh, he's expecting well, to take money, they can yeah. roll that over to next year.
0: Well, here's going back to Watson, where I think, you know, we did a story on the site about possible trade candidates. I think this dominoes on Watson. If Watson's out for the year, they're not going to go get spend money, you know, on Nadama Kasu and guys like that as well as they could be more prone to trade Kareem Hunt or you know Greedy Williams or guys like that that they weren't sure about if they feel like we really can't and I'm not saying right now but maybe as the season gets going they might say you know we're not going anywhere with a season-long suspension to our quarterback let's you know let's make let's unload some of these guys So I do think it – but if Watson gets no suspension and they think this is our window to go for it for sure, maybe you'll see guys in training camp showing up or trades being made, you know, to go all in. But I don't know how you can go all in till you know you're all in. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It makes a a ton of sense. So uh, the Browns can't be blamed for continuing to wait. I mean, there are some guys out there who got signed. Goldman got signed today, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, but you're not going to lose too many between now and when we know the result of uh, uh, Robinson's judgment and the NFL's reaction to that. Um, let's go through some more of these questions as long as we're here. Uh, Mr. Katapka answered my request for questions by asking new phone, who dat? And Mr. Katapka, you should know what you're getting into here. You clicked on the link. It's Barry and Fred, just us. And it's nothing more complex than that. So um, we now have E. Gillen, who has subscribed for 11 months in a row. And Mr. B. Surratt has subscribed for four months in a row. And so I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you, guys. It's really appreciated. Someone out there gifted a ton of subscriptions I'm not sure who it is it doesn't show on my my panel here uh but whoever gifted five subscriptions earlier thank you as well uh it is really really appreciated um dead bot angler has a question about baker mayfield that uh, i don't think that either you or i have heard anything about fred uh and that is a rumor that mayfield has put some weight on and may not pass his physical. I have not seen that. I've not even heard that rumor. Um I highly doubt it. You know, Baker's got to be as motivated as as ever, one would think, right Fred?
0: Yeah, the the physical I believe would be mainly his shoulder because of the injury. He hasn't that's one of the hang-ups is that teams were reluctant to give him 18 million because they didn't know if this is a one year rental. They don't know he's damaged goods. You know, you can say all those things, but he hadn't he hadn't thrown. He hadn't, you know, worked out, practiced. And and he's in the last year of his deal, you know. So it's kind of like a, a rental, unless the Panthers are serious about signing him long term. He can walk. He can have a great year and walk, you know, like they might be able to franchise him but they'd have to pay him 40 some million or something like that um so i think the physical is for that i don't think you can fail a physical for being overweight maybe you can i don't know but as i saw was a couple interviews with him he looked a little more solid he didn't look as lean as he had to you know i think it was 2 years ago um but yeah i don't think i don't think that's an issue is I mean, but most of the time they want to get it done, they pass a physical. So I, I would, I would be in pretty good. I had actually heard that the, that the Panthers had talked to him and looked at him and, and uh, they might even have worked him out before the trade was done. Oh, wow. That the Browns, the Browns gave him permission, you know, Um, can't confirm that, but. I wouldn't make, It wouldn't surprise me to get it done that the Browns gave him permission, you know, to work him out and look him over. And they would add a chance to look at all those factors. So, and by the way, I think the, the one asking the question about who that he was talking to another um, guy said, are you such and such? I'm just kind of eavesdropping here (laughs) as we're going. And I think that he didn't know who he was because he had a different, Called name or something.
1: I I don't know. I I mean, new phone. Who that? That is new lingo that you know sixty year old guys can't handle. But uh, thank you for your analysis. Appreciate that, Uh, Mister John Smith. United says, who's your early breakout player for the year? Willis Bryant, Elliot Bell, etc. Who would uh, Who would you name, Fred?
0: Well, it's hard to evaluate a tackle, you know. Um, Bryant, Harrison, I I would say he would be the one that stands out to me because he's going to get more opportunities. As you're looking at it right now, you know, they've run three tight ends a lot, and now you really only have two tight ends. In fact, I'm putting out a story tomorrow for the – position battles and as going through that there's only six tight ends on the roster but four of them have a combined three appearances in games that means they just got in game like on special teams or something none of them have any catches so you got Najoku and Bryant I'd have to think Stefanski's gonna at least continue to run two tight ends he might not be running three tight ends But I think Harrison Bryant, again, with all the weapons they have, they got to choose. Are we going to cover Najoku? Are we going to cover David Bell? Are we going to cover, you know, Peoples-Jones, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper? Somebody has to be get a lower guy covering them. And I would think Harrison Bryant would have the opportunity to really step up and have a big year. Um, And, again, a lot of that goes back to the quarterback. If if Brissett's the quarterback, even if early in the year, I think they'll go back a little more controlled uh game manager um as they have in the past, maybe more double tight ends and using the running game and you know more controlled passes to the tight end, and that would that would allow Bryant to have even more opportunities. So yeah, I'd say Harrison Bryant would be my number one early breakout player?
1: Uh, I don't know if he qualifies as a breakout player because I think everybody assumes great things are in his future, but I probably say JOK, especially if he claims that number six jersey number. Um, Unless our defensive tackles are as horrible uh, as uh, I fear, uh, JOK... with a second year in this defense, I think could really, really turn some heads uh, around the league. I just think he has those that that skill set. So uh, we'll see uh, who it is. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be pleasantly surprised by a number of guys uh, this year. Uh, Paul Spencer uh, wants to point out on Jimmy Garoppolo that he hasn't even practiced, and he asked why bet on a guy with those kinds of injuries. Uh, and I would say right now it's because you don't have a lot of choice. You know, if you lose Watson for the year and you don't want to just, you know, put this whole thing on the shoulders of Jacoby Brissett, uh, Garoppolo at least took the Niners to the playoffs last year. And uh, I think could hand the ball off pretty effectively to Chubb and, and Hunt and, and uh, to Ernest. But, uh, you know, I don't know how much else he can give you. Uh, what do you say, Fred, uh, after watching Garoppolo last year?
0: Well, I, I think he's a game manager and he had, like you said, Debo Samuel and and he, he's been through this. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. If I if I only had one between Mayfield and Garoppolo, I'd go with Mayfield. But I don't I, I don't I, I just put him in the middle of the pack but he's better in Brissette. And so I have to think the Browns have already had this discussion or know where it is with the 49ers, or they're okay. either interested or they're not interested. If they were inter- if that was what they wanted to do, then they have something already lined up or in, in the mix um, if the Watson thing goes south. But I think a lot of that's contingent. You're not going to do that unless you get a, a ruling you know, a death penalty type ruling. And right now, you've kind of put yourself even more so in the corner, you know, by trade Mayfield because now really everybody knows you don't have any options. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know what they could do that would be an upgrade over Brissett other than I'm not talking about a starting quarterback in the NFL. Guys that are available, Garoppolo to me is probably the best option and i think he would you know he would help them manage if it was a 10 12 game as you said earlier it might be worth it but but what's the it seemed like when i looked at it he had like a 25 26 million dollar salary this year i don't think you're willing to um you know, get, get rid of Mayfield's 18 and absorb a 26 million. So you got to have a partner that said, okay, if if the 49ers just went on loading and they'll take some of the salary on, otherwise they may just keep him too. You know, is there, because like you said, last year, Lance wasn't ready. And then he led them, I think, to the NFC championship last year, you know, as a lame duck quarterback. And so, you know, he's been in that situation. I think like anything, if he had a chance to show what he can do, why wouldn't he want to do that? I think he'd want to do it, but it comes down to the price and what you got to give up. You've already given up a ton for Watson, not only financially, but in in draft pick and all this public relations nightmare. So to salvage the season, we'll see how desperate they are, but, um, like he said, he hasn't practiced. He's coming off an injury. We talked to John Lynch, the GM, and at the Combine, they were talking about trading him then but said that his surgery was minor. In fact, you know, they expect him to be ready, you know, for the off season. But I don't think, like Mayfield, they had him practice because they were going to trade him, so – I don't know. I think until they come up with a rolling, all, everything's on hold.
1: That would make sense. Um, Tysox15 asks, was Baker eating $3.5 a recent development? And both sides wanted to jump before he changed his mind. Uh, I don't think we know the details of the negotiations that well yet. Uh, I mean, we're just a couple of days away from people saying, oh, he's going to Seattle for sure. Um, so I don't think we know this, but it wouldn't surprise me that Baker's decision to eat some salary in exchange for a shot at a starting job, uh, was, uh, you know, the, the final, uh, uh, the final lock going into position there, uh, and, uh, opening the door for a, uh, for a deal. What do you think, Fred?
0: Well, I was just trying to look at something that I had, you know, I had read. One of the insiders said that he was willing to, you know, trim that and then make it back in incentives. I think it was Mike Garofalo. Um, But it's my understanding that at the time of the talks that was broken off during the draft was that the Panthers were sticking at five and the Browns weren't willing to come down – you know, all the, you know, and pay 13.5. I don't know if they had even talked to Mayfield at that time. They might've talked to his camp about that. And I'm sure they thought there was going to be a lot more opportunities. I think as time goes on, Mayfield's not a dummy. He's seeing there's really not many opportunities for me out there to even play this year. Mm-hmm. I could go Carolina. I can beat out Sam Darnold in, in his in mind, In Seattle, he's thinking I can beat out Geno Smith or Drew Locke, Mm -hmm. but I'm not hearing them talking about trying to come get me until I get released. And so if the money's the factor, he's probably saying, Hey, tell tell the agent, tell him I'll come down to whatever to get it done and put in there incentives if I do this, this, and this, that I could earn it back, you know, and right. And why wouldn't they do that if, it, if he says, if I lead you to so many wins or I, you know, am your starter and I do this or I do that? Yeah, I, I think he was motivated because he knows 3.5 million is chump change in, a, in the range he's talking. If he can have a big year and reclaim his status, if he can, a top tier quarterback, you know, he would at least be in the 30 million range, not maybe not the 40 million range, but 30 million is way more than 3.5 million. And he knows if he doesn't play this year, he's looking at, in my opinion, kind of like Mitch Trubisky going to Mm. some team and kind of like maybe being a backup this year and then hoping to get a one year prove it deal and re, you know, and, and reclaim, you know, his starting position. So yeah, I think that, I think that he went to his agent and said, Hey, what will they do to get this done?
1: Right. Right. Uh, Would make total sense to me. Um, Fumble 13 asks, and I've seen this on the forums as well. He asks, is it telling that Stefanski didn't make a statement, but everyone else did. So when the Browns released a statement today, there was Andrew Barry, and Jimmy Haslam and D Haslam were all on there. Uh, but uh, Kevin Stefanski, uh, silent. Um, and I I don't think we can attribute uh, hard feelings between Stefanski and Mayfield to this. We can't prove that. Maybe he just wasn't available. Uh, maybe he just had nothing to say. Uh, you know, I don't know. Do you, do you make a big deal out of that,
0: Fred? Well, Barry, I'll let you a little behind the curtain stuff. Our okay. guys write up a statement and say, is this good? And they go, yep, that's good. You know, and Andrew Barry's in charge of acquiring players. You know, if, if Kevin Stefanski, of course he has input, but if he, if Andrew Berry acquired XYZ quarterback, that's who Kevin Stefanski has to work with. He might say, yeah, I'd like this guy or I like that guy, but Ultimately he doesn't have any say. And so typically it's the general managers that, you know, that make these statements when they make a move, I think they mm-hmm. put Haslam in there because I think a part of that was um, PR, but also if you remember the famous or infamous, we wanted an adult in the room. Most people think it's coming from the ownership group, like the owners right. or, or one of their people, like their relatives, or somebody like that. And I think they just wanted to also get out there and get in front of it. I mean, they always put from D and Jimmy Haslam. Okay. So did D say it or did Jimmy say it? They both didn't (laughs) talk at the same time and say the exact same words, you know? So, you know, that's, that's my little inside the curtain from being in the PR department a long time ago. I'm not saying they didn't say something. I'm just saying that many times, they just put together a statement and then run it by, is this good? Or, or they'll say, Hey, write me up something, you know, and they sign off on it, that type of thing. But no, I, I wouldn't read anything into it. That Stefan, If they would have said, Hey, would, could we get a statement from you? He would have had a statement. He wouldn't have said, I am not making a comment. Right. You know, I'm right. going to, I'm going to put my foot down on that one. No. <laughs> if Mayfield would have been the quarterback, it would have been fun. He would have he coached him just like, you know, he, he's pretty even keel. It, something like that isn't going to raise his gander.
1: Right. A um, little, uh, little bit more. Here is a uh, question from Sancho Bermuda. He says, the Browns are in the middle of a little quagmire. Will you have a show when the suspension is announced? And he hopes it's only six games. Uh, I, I hope that too, Sancho. Uh, I would assume that we will put something together for that. Uh, that is big news and has a lot of ramifications. Uh, sort of depends on exactly when this comes down. Uh, but we've been on alert uh, sort of every Friday night expecting this to come down on a Friday night. So we'll do our best to put together a show uh, when the suspension is announced. Um, so we'll do that. Um Paul K. Spencer wants to point out that Fred was explaining technology to me earlier in the show, and I have to protest that was not technology, Uh, that was hipster lingo that Fred was schooling me on, Uh, the new phone who dat thing, which I obviously did not understand. Uh, My understanding of 1990s era technology is still unparalleled and unmatched among the OBR team, so I protest this. Um, let's go back to actual football questions. Uh, let's go to, uh, race up and, uh, race up says anyone coming into camp with any lingering injuries or recovery that will slow them down. Any ideas on that Fred?
0: Well, Jack Conklin, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts training camp on pup physically unable to play. He I saw him in person down at the Hall of Fame. He was walking, he was working on the side with the trainers. That was the only time I saw him. They said he was doing well in his rehab, but they didn't put any timeline on it. Usually with these guys, they're only worried about him being ready for the season opener. If you remember even JC tried those guys a lot of times didn't practice almost all summer and then they played, you know, the first game. I think that's their their hope is that Conklin's ready for the season. Um, That would be the biggest question. Now, Grady Williams, he didn't practice the last couple times we saw him coach made. It sound like wasn't a big, serious thing. Um, And there was another one with a leg. I I don't know if it was, um, I'd have to look at my notes. Jakeem Grant said they weren't serious, but I would expect everybody to be ready except Conklin and possibly Greedy Williams. I don't know what is They didn't tell us what his reason for not practicing. If it was shoulder, I would be more attendant that he might not start training camp if it was like a leg or something. I know Denzel Ward turned his ankle in like the last practice, and I think the statement was he'd be ready for training camp. So they're going to err on the side of caution with that because they know it's a long grinding season training camp for those guys doesn't matter a whole lot. It's more for the younger guys. And so I would expect Conklin to be the only guy unless there's something that comes up that we don't, cause they're not telling us if somebody got hurt, you know, working out between mini camp and now. So No, I think they'll be in good shape. You're always in good shape the first day of training camp, you know, and then (laughs) from there it's like it starts piling up. You start seeing him on the bikes and then you see him, you know, Oh, he's just got a little sniffles and then it's like he's out for six months and you're like, I thought he was day-to-day. He was fine, you know.
1: Right, right. At least, uh, you know, going back in time, at least we don't have Ted Washington on the roster. Remember that one year Ted Washington was on the roster. We went through three centers in training camp. One guy actually retired during training <laughs> camp because he didn't want to deal with Ted Washington. Uh, hopefully nothing like that this year for the Browns. Uh, this comes from Rufus, Rufus 418. He says, if the NFA, NFLPA appeals slash sues after the suspension comes down, is he eligible to play while that happens? Um I would assume so, but I just, I have a hard time thinking that would happen, Fred, um, that these guys wouldn't want this thing settled by the time the regular season starts. You know, I would think the Browns would be motivated to if Watson's going to miss four to six games, have him be at the start of the season, not in the middle or the back end of the season. Any thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, I'm not, I don't know the legal, but if, if, they, if if they appeal, that means there is um, a suspension given, I would think. And even if they say it's a 10 game suspension, if you're appealing it, you're appealing that the 10 games to try to get it lowered. I would think that he would start, you know, if if nothing's been settled when the season starts, he would start the 10 game suspension that's just me because then why wouldn't you appeal, you know, right. if that got you the year back, you know? Right. So, um, but I, I don't know, but yeah, they would, I would, I would think they would try to get the thing settled. I just think that I don't think the NFL wants the NFL players association to sue them and do that. So that's why I'm saying, I think they would go with, you know, the judges ruling, unless the mm. judge just throws the big book at him as well.
1: Right, right. Uh, let's go to a couple more questions here before we shut down for the evening. Um, Sox 15 asks, Any chance the NFL and Watson negotiate a fine for the same dollars as his 2021 salary and PR spend 20, 2021 uh, as a suspension? Now, that's an interesting notion. You know, we don't know what's going through Sue Robinson's head at this point uh, or, you know, when she even gets those briefs that she's supposed to get. Um, But, you know, that's been thrown up there as a sort of a rationale for giving Watson a shorter suspension uh, this year uh, is to say that, you know, he served part of a suspension in 2021, even if he got paid. Um, So I haven't heard anything like this really on the front burner but it's always possible Fred do you have any thoughts about this
0: well I think that's another logical thing because I know that it was different circumstances he could actually played last year Mm -hmm. um but the Texans you know he had asked for a trade and then they just made him inactive and and paid him to stay away with the annual I realize quarterback, it's usually more than that, but I think the average NFL player plays 3.5 years or something. Um, Wow. You've already missed one year. If you have to miss another year, that's two years. I would think you ought to be able to have, like you say, if you paid or you forfeited the money you got paid from last year, you missed the game. You're never going to get that year back. So, you know, I don't know why that couldn't, count towards a year suspension, you know, pay the money back and you had your, year suspension behind you, you know, to give them another year on top of it. To me, that's like the death penalty, you know? So yeah. um, yeah, I don't know what they'll do, but I think they'll probably try to go any way they can. And I surely would think they would have thought of that saying, you know, okay. You know, whether he was forced or not, he did not play last year. And so there, there's your unpaid suspension. You pay back what you were paid.
1: All right. Well, final question of the night. This comes from um, our buddy uh, Ramlove. And he uh, asked How much is the drafted cornerback, Martin Emerson, uh, shown in mandatory minicamp? Um, any recollections of em- Emerson's play during the camp, Fred, or,
0: or not? Yeah, he looks good in shorts and a (laughs) t-shirt. They don't do anything. You know, I I understand everybody wants to know how they look, but they don't do a whole lot. I mean, he's quick. He's got the long arms and I think all the things they said, but it'll start separating when they get out there and, and there's really bullets flying, so to say, where they're hitting each other. And, you know, I'm excited. One of the guys I'm excited to see and see how, high, he can move up the depth chart. You know, when they drafted Mm -hmm. him, was it the idea that he would push for a starting job or in the rotation, you know, maybe pushing greedy Williams or AJ green or moving ahead of those guys behind Ward and Newsom. So I think that they felt high enough to make him the highest pick of their group. When we mostly thought that was one of the positions they were pretty deep in. So No, I I haven't really seen a lot of him, and I'm going to be all over that in training camp.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We will have reporting every day uh, from training camp when that kicks off here in a few weeks, and hopefully we know the uh, outcome of the Watson saga uh, before that. And uh, on that hopeful note, uh, we're going to close up shop here for the night. Fred, thank you for sharing your insight with us as always. Uh, and uh, thank you everyone for your questions and uh, new subscribers thank you uh, and repeat subscribers thank you as well you guys were awesome Uh, and we will see you again uh, next, uh, next Wednesday night so long thanks a lot thank you guys Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series Mayor of Kingstown my job is to create a balance avoid a war